ACT Radio. This is our voice. This is our voice. Hi there, and welcome to Tell Me More, the show where we interview personalities from across all industries. I'm your host, Isabel Chitende. For today's show, we're actually in a very special office. We are in the office of a man that is far from ordinary. We are in the office of Mr. Bola Ray. Hello. Hello, Bola. How are you? Can I call you Bola? Please, feel free. I'm blessed. <laughs> Pleasure to have you, Isabel. And how are you, you doing today? I'm doing great. Very awesome. excited about our conversation. Awesome. Right, so tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, right? Yes. Most welcome. Uh, that's my line. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, I must say that uh, coming here, I was very excited to interview you today. Mm. Were you not petrified? Were you not afraid? Were you not? Not really. I was really? mostly didn't curious. Have butterflies in your stomach. <laughs> I must say, I was struggling to figure out which questions because we can't ask all questions. You're a pro, and I salute you for that. Uh, <laughs> so thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank mm. you for having us. Um, I'm from Angola. And I moved to Ghana um, in November last year. Mm, okay. Yes, but I've been following you for the time being. Interesting. Yes, and I was always curious about a Ghanaian that mm. actually had a name that I could pronounce with such ease, Bolare. Right. But that's not actually your name. Tell us about. True. True. So my name is uh, Kwabena Anochi Adisi. I was born on a Tuesday, so of course I was named Kwabena. I'm you are Bina. Yes. So, of course, born on a Tuesday. Yes. So, that's fine. It makes the two of us. So, you're right. Bola is not my, you know, real name. But I'm known in the ecosystem as Bola Ray. It was a name I earned when I was in one of the finest institutions here, you know, in Ghana. When we talk about secondary education at Accra Academy. So, I got that name when I went to Form 1. And it's been with me. What's know. behind the name? What's behind the name? Okay, so it's a funny story. I urge you to get my book called It's, it's Possible, Possible, and then you get to know more. But I'll try and abridge it, you know, summarize it for you. So I had a senior back in school, you know, in 89 when I entered uh, Accra Academy Form 1. He was actually called, because I'm Nat as well, so he was called Nati Bongo. And everybody was like, okay, you know, because he's also your school father. Take the name Nati Bongo, and I thought, oh no, mm. that would be just. I want to be, you know, a man of my own and everything. <laughs> so I chose Nati Ray. I love the Nats because I'm Nats, so I chose Nati Ray. But along the way, I think for about two weeks, I was just going for preps in the evening, and then I found a, a pencil on the ground. And on the pencil, I think maybe it was divine. It had the name Bolari. At first in school, when you had a pencil, you actually sharpen the yes, side of it and write, write your, your name. name. Exactly because you don't want to lose it or if you know Someone lost and it. found. Yes. <laughs> so it can be brought to you. So that's how come I saw the pen and I think that it was divine. And again I was also trying to find myself second or third week in school, named after a senior. Mm. So everybody would call you Nati Bongo Junior mm. or then I said no I want Nati Ray. Then I found this Bolare. And I thought, okay, I mean, this is the, a defining moment for me. Because you already had the race. I had, I had the race. So I said, okay, no, I just want to be different. So let me just call myself Bolare. And Bolare, actually, by time, then I said, okay, if that is what you want to answer to, then it should mean something. And I said, well, yes. Then I sat down one day. I remember I just had to pen it down and said, is the acronym B-O-L-A is for brilliant, outstanding, loving, affable. Because I believe in certain, you know, things or 
I should say, values yeah. that should guide me in life. Mm. So for me, it was like a man on a mission. So I thought, okay, so if I want to say Bollare, then the B should stand for brilliance. It's something that I represent. Mm. I should be outstanding in everything mm. I do. I love people. I love to be in the company of folks. So why not? I'm loving. And then the A was for affable. Then I said, okay, so what about the Ray? Right. I said the Ray is for religious. That's the R. You know, the A is for ambitious because I'm a go-getter. I have to actually, you know, do it. I believe that everything is possible, like the Bible says. And the Y is youthful. Now you say, okay, younger hearts and all of that. Why not? So so that's what Bolari represents and every day and I say this to my family especially my children I tell them every day that look my name once somebody mentions it it's not just a nickname it's something that drives me mm -hmm. it's, it's like my mantra it's my mission so when I hear Bolari all the values should actually you know come to play regardless of what I'm, I'm actually into so in a nutshell that's it <laughs> and when you actually uh, described each letter of your name did you have an idea that you would actually be a living embodiment of that name? The name drove me to become, you know, what I wanted to be. Mm. So like I said, it's a challenge every day I wake up. I don't think I'm a perfectionist or even with my name, I represent everything, but I strive mm. for that. And I think by the grace of God, this is what I always tell myself that your name says, oh, you're ambitious. Why do you want to have a dull day today? Mm. Why do you want to lazy about? Why do you think that this is not possible? Because if in your name it says that you can do it when I also feel a little bit you know like kind of weak I'm not very you know happy in a day and bubbly I say hey, your name says you're youthful is in there so be it live it you know go out there so for me that is it and also my religious side anytime I want to be naughty of course we are naughty <laughs> sometimes but it brings you you know in the lane, it whips you in line to say, hey, look, there's a there's a man, a supreme being above that you revere, you adore, you respect, and you have to worship. So I believe that that's what many will say, well, it's a nice name and all of that. For me, it's an embodiment of what I represent, and I really want to always look up to that. Wow. That was very inspirational. Thank you, Isabel. Taking it back to the A of your name, ambitious. Mm. Right. Did you always plan on just pushing yourself throughout? Because if from what I, I observed right. from your history, right. you actually began in a campus radio. Correct. Just like how we are starting here. So <laughs> I so identify with this because that is my story. Mm. My background actually is in marketing and financial accounting because that's what I studied in mm. school. I mean, in secondary school, yes, I did general arts, mm. literature, government, and I did, you know, um, Bible knowledge, general paper, and all of that. But the university, I actually did public administration, which involved constitutional, you know, um, um, what do you call it, reviews. I did financial accounting, I did economics, and all of that. But yes, and marketing as well. But my love and passion was in entertainment was in the media, was in lifestyle. So it actually got better when I was in school, uh, in sit form at Accra Academy when I became the entertainment prefect. Because of my structure and everything, everybody thought, okay, become the dining hall prefect. And for me, going from from five to lower six, that's what I wanted to be. And again, I wanted to have some food to myself. I don't have to, you know, hustle it out. And everybody thought, okay, so I income in dining hall prefect. If mm. you come back to sit form, we'll be bollery. Mm. But that all changed because also during my junior days and formative years, I used to be part of entertainment. I remember, you know, being on stage, performing, rapping, and doing all of that. I remember I belonged to a group called The Lords of the Underground. I did some bit of Shaggy and Buju Banton. So when I got to lower six, I said to myself, hey, 
I think I should be the instrument prefect because I really wanted to see a change in how things were done in the school. I wanted to be somebody to go out there. And we succeeded in doing Mr. Accra Academy. After our time, I don't think it's been done again, or I think they did it once and that's it. So it was all about seeing a change and, you know, giving people a better life. And that's what has always been my mantra and my, my belief that, like you said in your introduction, one shouldn't be ordinary. I believe in being extraordinary. I don't think I have to be average. I think I have to be above average. And for me, that drives me. So that is, that is what actually, you know, pushed me into getting into entertainment. And when I got on campus and I learned there was a campus radio station, even before then, I used to call into a campus radio station, yes, on Lake on it was called Radio Universe. And I was a caller, so I loved listening to people on campus. And I, I knew I was gonna to go to University of Ghana. Mm. So I said, even before I enter, what can I do? and be a part of that university. So like I said, I was calling to the radio programs, request shows, and then when time came up for me to do my national service, I went to them and I said, well, I want to do my national service yet. I remember the station manager telling me, well, bluntly and maybe politely as well, that, oh, nobody has done this. I think that mm. that is overly ambitious. Just get into the school and work for us as a volunteer. There's nobody who's coming to do national service, so it's not possible. But I remember I kept on insisting, I told Elijah Siddiq that I really want to do this before I enter, you know, the, the, the institution. And he says, well, if you can get them a national service secretariat to give you a letter, we will accept you. So I did. I changed, I helped, you know, I spoke to them. They helped me to change my posting. I was originally meant to go to somewhere in Cape Coast and all of that. But I'm on a crowd boy. So I thought, okay, leaving my mom first child and all of that, my mom being alone. So I thought, okay, how best can I? So I really needed it. Mm. Spoke to them. I was insistent. I pressurized. I mean, I was just there like every other morning for about a week till one lady got fed up and says, you know, okay. Let's see what we can do for this gentleman. It seems he's bent on staying in the crowd. So I think they did something for me. One day I got my letter and I handed it over to Radio Universe. So I think on record, I, I, I am the first person to have done his national service there. And after that, he opened a lot of doors for people. Wow. But again, the point was for me to get on air because I was an entertainment prefect. Yes. I learned how to actually, you know, MC shows and all of that. So I thought it was a route for me to get on radio. But to my disappointment, when I got in there, they said, oh, national service, you can't be on the radio unless you're a student. Mm. So now what should I do? I became like, well, I became like the receptionist or the front desk executive. That shouldn't, I mean, ordinarily people will just... Were you okay with that? Certainly not. <laughs> but I knew that, mm. again, with my dream, I will get there. Yeah. At least it was one leg in. Mm. So, yes, I mean, I, I had to do all the errands. I was being sent, going buy plantain and, you know, <laughs> peanuts, do this, going buy us food. I was like an office executive. Yeah. But that was okay. I knew where I wanted okay. to go to. Then the big, you know, break came. It was exam time for the students, so many of them would not come and do their programs. And I remember I was there with the station accountant, you know, one day, and an announcement came that there was an accident on the Legon Medina Road. And they needed to announce that. So the people are coming, they had paid for the announcement to be made. And it was just left, I mean, but that's the two of us, the accountant and myself. But he's taking the money. So he's like, oh, I don't have anybody here. Maybe you have to wait till the next two hours. And it was breaking news. And they had paid for it. So I told him I could do it. He says, oh, why you not speaking in the microphone yeah. before? You've not done this. <laughs> but I said, I'll do it. Because, again, 
many people will call it lucky. Mm. What I'll say, I'm blessed, but also it's when opportunity meets seeing or preparation. Yes. People say, well, you're lucky. No. Mm. I remember I used to stay after 5 p.m. to understand people like DJ Abio, Kwesi Abwaji, so just to operate the console. Because I knew one day I'll be there. I didn't have to wait till I'm called upon to. So I was staying, you know, after work to learn. Sometimes I go home around 9 p.m., 10 p.m., and all of that, just to learn. So when that day came and they needed an announcement to be made, I went out there, sat behind the console, and I remember very well, opened the microphone, and I read the script that was given. And it was there that, at the time, he was a chairman of the radio station, Professor Kwesiyanka. He's actually the a former minister for education and also the former pro-vice-chancellor of the University of Ghana. He was a chairman of uh, Radio Universe. He was driving and he heard me on the radio. Wow. So he was like, ah, a different voice. Mm. Who's that? And all of that. So you drove to the station. You didn't know what was going on. No, I just read, you know, and what you was given And you weren't nervous me. about it? No, no, I did. It was myself and the accountants and the studio technician. I did that, read it. So he came to the studio and said, ah, I heard a voice. Who's that? Mm. That's a very good voice. Which yes. voice? So it was this young gentleman there. I remember I was 19 or 20. And that was it. He says, oh, I like your voice and all of that. So we'll give you a show. I remember they gave me a 30-minute show well, once a week. Wow. And once I spoke <laughs> and I played all the love songs, mm. it was between 12 and 12.30, lunchtime. And I used to play songs from Tony Braxton, from Barakari, from All For One, from, you know, Shy, Boys to Men. And I was serenading the ladies ahead. <laughs> so from 30 minutes, it moved to one hour until I got my own show. Wow. So that's been the journey, and that's how I got on campus radio station. You're talking about, from what I'm, what I'm getting from this, you have always been a visionary, always. And somehow this vision allowed you to prepare for the actual future. Has it always been part of your personality? Well, visionary, I don't know, but I think mm. I'm, I'm, I'm too small. <laughs> still there, but I, I think I'm an uh, optimist, as you said, I'm not a pessimist. I, I believe that things can be done, mm. and can be done well. So, like I said, I go out there and I get it. I'm an optimist. I believe that everything under the sun is possible. If people are going to the moon, if people are actually out there and, 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 and innovating, manufacturing solar cars, coming out with iPhones, what is our excuse? To sit here and gossip? No. I think that we are all human beings. We are all created in the image of God. And we should actually seek for the higher versions in us. So I'm not intimidated at all. I remember, and everything that, and, and that's what I also want to share with the students out there listening, that whatever we conceive, let's believe that we can achieve. Wow. Dreams do come true. And, and I'm a living testimony, I kid you not. Because I remember when I was in school, Lower six, I was the perfect. After dining hall, I'll use my spoon, my cutlery, my knife and fork. I'll use my spoon as a microphone and be interviewing people that, oh, hello, my name is Bola Ray. You're on the BBC, Focus on Africa. And people would be laughing. And I said, oh, what do you make of the war? At the time, there was a war in Somalia and, you know, the Gulf War, also the Iraq. So I'll just ask them, what do you think about Operation Desert Storm and all of that? And people would just, would just be making fun of it. 
but I, 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 I thought of it and I said, one day I want to be on the BBC. BBC. And it happened. I mean, in 1995, I was just doing that with my cutlery and all of that. In 2005, 10 years down the line, it happened because I became the first African to have hosted Top of the Pops on the oh. BBC. How did you feel at that moment? Elated and blessed. Because then, when I got there, I, I cried as well. Wow. Because it was, like I said to you, whatever that you conceive, it was something that I was always talking about that I want mm. to be at the BBC. Mm. And the interesting thing is that I didn't go to the BBC to go and host the show. I was working at Joy FM. One of my holidays, I told my general manager, then uh, Ken Ashby, that, oh, I'm going to London and I want to visit the BBC. We all had the, of the BBC from Bush House and all of that. And on Joy FM, we are partners, you know, to the BBC. So I said, oh, can I get a letter of, you know, reference or introduction to go to the BBC just to have a talk? And you here, just wanted to visit. Yeah, I just wanted to visit, take pictures and all of that. At times, social media was, it was just, yeah, maybe Facebook and all. Just to post and say, oh, Charlie, I've also been there some, you know. And I get to the reception of the BBC, and I speak to the reception. I'm like, oh, hello, my name is Paula Ray. I'm from Joy FM Ghana. I'm the host of Drive Time. I have this, you know, note to just come for an excursion, blah, blah, blah. And as I was talking, there was somebody who was fetching his bar from the reception. He heard me. I was like, oh, wow. I like your voice. Can you do a voiceover <laughs> for me? He was the producer of a show called White Label, and his name was Alan Rowett. So Alan was like, oh, I like your voice. Where are you from? So we started talking. I said, I'm from Africa. I'm from Ghana. Mm. I went in there to do a voiceover for White Label, which Alan Rowett was a producer. So Alan played it on the show, you know, just me doing an endorsement. Somebody heard it and said, oh, can you also do a liner for me? Then the next day I went in there, and they said, the host of Top of the Pops at the time, she was called Emma B, was sick. Can I sit in for her? That was my, you know, my breakthrough, if I should say. I mean, I got the chance to host it on several occasions till I came back to Ghana. So for me, it was a dream come true. And it's happened in my life countless times. Thanks. Today we have EIB Network. I dreamt of this some years ago maybe 15 years ago, I remember at Joy FM, I was interviewed by a magazine then called PMP, People and Places, and they asked me, in the next 10 years, 15 years, where do you want to see yourself? And I said, I want to be part of a radio station or a media company that has five radio stations and a television station. I remember when that interview came in the newspapers, some, some colleagues of mine body said, Charlie, you did rush with you. Five radio stations, you did Joy FM, Joy FM has this. At that time, Joy FM didn't have multi-TV and all mm. of that. So it's like, oh, you are too ambitious. You are saying mm. five radio stations. But that was it mm. for me. I think that, yes, I didn't want to be average. And today, fast forward 10 years or 15 years on, here's EIB with seven radio stations wow. and two TV stations. So you, you have to speak life into what you believe yes. and it will manifest. Wow. <laughs> you have I want to be a lecturer at Academic City. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Going to happen. Yes, Isabel, yes, it will happen. <laughs> Talk to me. You have always spoken what you want to do. And believe and, in God for it to happen. And believe in God for it to happen. Mm. So when it comes to your personality, mm. when it comes to your personality, sorry, right. what aspects of it? Mm. Many people would say discipline, consistency, mm. but what aspects of Bolloray right. personality actually contributes 
to being able to accomplish so many things that you have accomplished so far? Diligence. Mm. And let your word be your bond. Like I said, we are not perfect. We, we, we are human beings. We are. But once you're disciplined and you're focused, and that is what I've, I've, I've realized with a lot of the youth today, it's not as if they are not talented or they cannot do it. Mm. But many are derailed by other things that happen around them. Let's stay focused. Let's stay consistent. Yes, we'll get tired. Yes, we'll be worried. But let's, let's, let's stay you know, on, the, on the path. I've met many young guys who are very brilliant. But it gets swayed away by other factors, other mm. things. I'm the type, you go and party with me, we'll go to Twists, we can go to Kempinski for dinner, we can go, and let's all go home at 4 a.m. If I have an appointment at 7 a.m., it's a wedding, it's a funeral, it's a, a corporate, whatever, I'll go. Because you have to plan. And that's what I've seen in many people, that many of us don't plan. Mm. So we don't get to coordinate well and we don't budget our time. But it's important for us to plan. It doesn't hurt to have fun, and it's not wrong. But be disciplined. Also, let your word be your bond. If there's any reason why you can't, and I explain. Like I said, we are human beings. We make mistakes. There will be challenges. It might be, this is what you want to do, you've envisaged to do. It might not turn out that way. Mm. But you shouldn't give up. Yeah. I've produced musicians that have not made it to the limelight. And I lost money. Mm. But equally, I put these musicians who become right. superstars. Mm. And make, so there are ups and downs. There are many who will give up because there are challenges. Yes, there will be challenges. But look at the different routes. If stones are being thrown at you, yeah, pick it up and build a wall that nobody then can hit you again. Yes. Or you build a bridge mm. and you cross over. So it depends on what you do with the stones. But whatever is thrown at you and you also feel, well, maybe I'm not cut for this, so I'll give up. Then that's, there are many, you know, the world, I always thought with the world's richest place is the cemeteries. Because mm. there you have people who had great dreams but didn't get to manifest. Or they've died with their dreams yeah. that could have changed the world. We are alive now. What are we doing? Like I said, if Elon Musk... A South African can go out there to Canada, to the U.S., and now he's the world's richest man. What's your excuse? If Richard Branson can go out there at the age of 17, sell up Virgin Records, sell out, you know, and now he owns Necker Island, Virgin Airlines, doing Virgin Train, Virgin Water. What are we doing here in Ghana and saying what's our excuse or in Africa? We can also do it. Dangote is doing it. Wow. Femi Otedola is doing it. The boss of UBA is doing it. Why can't we? Looking at all these opportunities that are still out there, mm. what do you think are some of the opportunities that are here in Ghana but are still being overlooked? Well, I think um, supply of commodities. Mm. You know, two years ago, a friend of mine was an Indian introduced me to cashew exports. And that's my other side as well. I mean, yes, I love the media, but I love business. Mm. And it will introduce you to, you know, we go as far as Bronga Hafu, you know, to Techima and to Inkranza, and they source this cashew. 
some process them, some just dry them, and we expose them to places that they will actually add value to it and bring it back to us here in Ghana. And through that, I saw a lot of young men who are out of school who did a quick and they are farm managers or they are the farm gates. And, and it was interesting. And I was saying to myself, if we could get a lot of the youth going into that, into a Greek, and we add value to it ourselves here. Mm. Come on. Wow. We are creating employment. Mm. Instead of sending the raw materials, value is added and is brought back to us. Think about it. Isn't that interesting? It is. Rice cultivation. Mm -hmm. We have the national service scheme. Can we say we have arable lands? We are getting the youth out there. Make farming attractive. You have the media. Mm. Instead what of everyday NDC, MPP, mm. and all of that, and the airwaves is just saturated with that. Can't we have that drive? It shouldn't mm. be political. Yeah. Get corporate Ghana involved. Put down some monies. Get the youth. Make farming. I mean, every time we see newspapers, we see old in quotes with some, you know, attire. It's not even a farming gear or anything. They are not in the right, you know, clothes or boots. So the youth are not attracted to it. But we have ADB. Mm. If ADB should say we are voting money down, we're getting people as extension officers. We're giving them loans, housing facilities, getting them into the interlands. Mm. Let them grow what we're going to eat. Come on, Ghana will change. Wow. So there are a lot of opportunities, and even in the media as well. Mm -hmm. Let's empower the youth. Let's give them the opportunity. Can't we have tax rebates? Mm. We're paying our taxes just like every other person, but we're disseminating information. We're providing entertainment. We're out there educating the public. If corporate Ghana will say, look, we are hiring. So as APSA, as Unilever, as this, we're giving that opportunity to the youth using these media houses for internship, for what propagated for us. Let's, I mean, there are a lot of things that we can do. Wow. I think that is all about priorities and getting top leadership to come to bear. And we can do it ourselves. Look at what Rwanda is doing. Beautiful work. Sorry. Tell us, tell us about your family. Right. <laughs> so, um, happily married. Yes. With three lovely children, two boys, and a gorgeous girl. So I have a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 8-year-old. Wow. Yes. My wife professionally is a banker, mm -hmm. but I've co-opted her into family business. <laughs> so she handles, I mentioned earlier on the cashew yeah. and the rice distribution that we do. Mm -hmm. But she's also into, I mean, she handles our empire group that is into a whole lot of stuff, into events, entertainment, media buying, commodities, logistics, and all of that. So she handles that. And I think I'm trying to be a good father. We believe you. And a, and a role model. Yeah. In these, you know, challenging mm. times, I, I, I wish I could be there a lot for the children. But I try as much as possible. Homework there, mm. here and there. Visiting the first one who's in boarding house quite often. And availing my time for the younger ones as well. Maybe sometimes I just volunteer to drive them off school because that's the time you can bond and yes. talk. Because it's important, you know, growing up for many of us, fathers weren't there, we had to struggle on our own, our grandfathers weren't there. I think that mindset in the 21st century should change. Mm. And if that will change, it has to start with us. Yes. We can't say that our daddies were not there, our grandfathers weren't there. So. 
that's what it should be. It's not a norm. We should fix it. Yes. And, and for me, uh, thankfully, I think that I'm on that path to change that narrative. Yes, like I said, I'm not, I'm not an angel. I'm not a perfectionist. Yes. But at least we put in an effort that, okay, here, let's have a vacation. Oh, let's do the homework together. If they also do something bad, you, 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 you spank them you or scold them. You correct them. You correct them. You don't <laughs> spank, in a way. So you correct them, yes. So, yes, I mean, that is what has shaped us yes. to get to, you know, mm. this world. Um, being one of the media moguls here in Ghana, you have seen traditional media evolve to what media is now. What are some of the tips that you can leave for us all that are planning on getting into media or starting a career? Well, I'll say the world is changing and we can see, see that. I mean, now everything is right here, handheld or maybe mm -hmm. on, on, on your tablet. or So at first, you can, before the news, I remember you just have to wait for prime news be it 12 midday or 7 p.m. before you know what is going on around mm. you. Now there's breaking news as and when it's happening. We sit here and when the queen passes on, right there. Mm. At first, maybe you just get it the next day. Mm. It's not there and then. So social media is changing the way we look at news gathering mm. and also information dissemination. So for us traditional media, that's why we at EIB, you can see that our presence on social media is also huge because we yes. believe that is the future. The future is digital. Let's no one kid you. So you might have a frequency. Traditional media is out there. FM, frequency modulation. It's good to have that. But think beyond that. In the next 10 years, everything is going to play up on our handheld sets or maybe our tablets. So the youth now, they won't come out there to say, oh, I'm tuning into, yes, they want to tune to Star FM or to Casapa or to Live, or but they want that also on their mobile phone. So it's not in the car that we are with mom and dad that you will say, oh, tune into this frequency. They want digital. So they go on your Instagram, your Instagram Live. They go on Facebook, Facebook Live. And that is how things are changing. So We're using that to also affect the way people think and communicate and, and, and even, you know, do things. So now maybe your graduation and all of that. At first, you might receive letters or whatever. Now maybe it's a communication on Facebook or wherever that you want to. It's on LinkedIn. You have to check what's going on around the world. Build your network and all of that. So a lot is changing. And if we don't catch up, we'll just be as late as ever. See the world as digitalized and as well keeping up with the change. Correct. Wow, Correct. thank you so much. Most welcome. We it's, wish we had more time. I know, you. but it's been a pleasant time, you it know, has been amazing sharing some knowledge and insights. Yes. And I thank you for this opportunity as well. I think no, that is one of the... Thank you for the opportunity <laughs> of interviewing you. Most welcome, Isabel. And I wish you the very best. Wishing you the best as well. I speak greatness into your life and go sorrow. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. <laughs> this has been Tell Me More here at GH1 TV Studios. I'm your host, Isabel Chetende, and today we had the honor of interviewing a man that is far from ordinary, Bola Ray. Until next time, remember, stay blessed.
ACT Radio. This is our voice. This is our voice.